happy 40th episode of the Money Mindful Mom Show. When I saw that this was going to be the 40th episode, I immediately thought of my credit card debt free by 40 goal and thought it might be the perfect opportunity to really dive into that a little bit more because while I think that I've mentioned it once or twice here, I don't think that I've really fully explained what that goal is and really put myself out there in a no going back sort of way. So today I'm going to be sharing more about what's going into making this happen. And I have a challenge for you too. If you are working on paying off debt this year, or maybe you have a savings goal or an income goal, whatever your money goal is for the year, I have a challenge for you. So stay tuned all the way through so that you can hear not only what I've been up to, but how it can support you in your journey as well. Sound good? All right, let's get started. Hey friend, welcome to Money Mindful Moms. I'm Krista Nalgian, wife and mom, and firm believer that moms with money skills will change the world. I know that you are sick of feeling limited by money, but you also don't want to wait until your kids are older to be able to do fun experiences with them. You want to find a way to transform your relationship with money once and for all. If you're ready to ditch debt, have overflow at the end of each month, and be able to spend money on what's most important to you, you're in the right place. Pop in those earbuds, go reheat your coffee. It's time to dive in. So I feel like I need to back up again and explain a little bit of what led up to this goal, especially if you are a new listener and you don't really know the history. If you want to listen to a more in-depth explanation of how we got here, you can go back and listen to episode 19, where I explain basically from start to finish on how we found ourselves in a lot of debt. So I won't go into all of that, but what I will say is that we are not big spenders. That has not really ever been our issue. Our issue for many years has been an income issue. And honestly, I would not change any of the decisions that we have made. So this isn't like a shame story. This is more of a feeling of we had life circumstances that made us really evaluate our priorities. And we decided the best thing for us was to make family time come before working tons of hours and making sure the work that we were doing felt aligned and fulfilling instead of just focusing on a paycheck. Now, I'm not saying that that's the best path for everyone. I know that some people outside looking in to what our decisions were might get anxious just thinking about having several periods of time where they had more money going out than was coming in. But again, We just felt led to lean into family time and fulfilling work for a season when our kids were really little. So has that sentiment changed? No, we still feel that way, even though our two big kids are older um, and our youngest is truly she's old enough to go into preschool now if we wanted to put her into school. What has changed, though, is the fulfilling work part. About seven years ago, my husband found his fulfilling work in getting back into teaching, which was the career path that he wanted to take fresh out of college. But again, life circumstances sort of derailed that. But seven years ago, he was able to step back into that field, and it has been the best decision for us. Not only did he feel fulfilled, but it also meant that 
he would have a lot of time with us. He doesn't have a commute. He's not working weekends anymore. And anytime the kids are off of school, he's off of school, right? It's been great for all of us. But teacher pay is teacher pay, right? So being the budgeting ninja that I am, I know that even if we lived off of Top Ramen for three meals a day and never did anything fun, we still couldn't live off of just his income alone. So for a long time, my direct selling business was what made up the difference for us. Some months were great and we were able to make sizable payments to our debt. And some months weren't so great and we were in the negative, which just meant we either dipped into savings or basic necessities went back onto credit cards. So fast forward to a couple of years ago, I was about to give birth to my youngest baby and I felt the need to just step aside from a leadership role that I had held in my direct selling business and go all in on my Money Mindful Moms business. Now, The only problem was, up until that point, Money Mindful Moms was a hobby, not a business. You know the difference, right? Meaning it was not making any money. So I had to make the tough decision to step away from an income source to start from scratch somewhere else. And any progress that we had made on paying off our debt went to a screeching halt. We have just been making minimum payments for the last couple of years, which honestly sucks, but again, was completely intentional on our part. So what has me declaring now that I want to pay off the rest of our credit card debt by the time I turn 40? A couple of things. First, I am so freaking ready to be done with this credit card debt once and for all. It honestly makes me sick when I think of how much money I've essentially just lit on fire because it was wasted on credit card interest. I mean, think of how many more peppermint mochas I could have had, you guys. But if I'm being honest, I've been sick of it for a long time, right? So that alone isn't the biggest reason. The biggest reason is my business is bringing in more income. So now I can actually see how I will be able to pay it off. It's still going to be a huge stretch for me, don't get me wrong, in order to get this done by my birthday in July, but because I see the income coming in, I feel like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. You see, if you have a big goal like paying off debt or saving for a vacation or a house or whatever it is, if you are declaring to yourself that you, you're going to do it, but the math just isn't mathing, that isn't the time to make that kind of declaration. You're simply setting yourself up for failure, not because you're incapable, but because you just don't have the numbers to make it work, right? So instead what you need to do is either adjust your numbers or adjust your expectations. Let me say that again. You need to either adjust your numbers or adjust your expectations. How does it feel when you set a goal and you miss it? Not fun, right? And human nature is the more times that we miss a goal, the more it leaves an imprint on our brains, whether we like it or not, that we just can't do something, that we're just incapable. And the more imprints you're leaving, the harder it becomes to override that belief later. 
So if you have a big goal and it just hasn't been happening for you, can I ask you to do something that will make all the difference? Either adjust your numbers or adjust your expectations. So what does it mean to adjust your numbers? As much as we talk about head stuff here on the podcast, at the end of the day, the nuts and bolts of money is a simple math equation, right? So you first need to know your numbers, what's coming in and what's going out. And we're actually getting ready to do this work over in the overflow program. And this week is always really eye opening for everyone because you think that you know, but until you actually do a deep dive, you often don't have a full picture of what's going on with your numbers. So once you know what your numbers are, you can see if you have an income problem, an expense problem, or both. The next step for you is to either figure out exactly what you're going to do to decrease your expenses or what you're going to do to increase your income, or possibly both if needed. That is one way for you to approach your big, huge, scary financial goals. The other thing that you can do is adjust your expectations. So what does it mean to adjust your expectations? Let's say that you know your numbers and you're not in a position to change anything about them or at least not make the necessary changes to get you on track for that goal. There might be a lot of reasons for this. You know, for example, maybe you have aging parents that need you to care for them right now. And between working your regular job and taking care of them, you simply just don't have any extra time to work more hours at your job. Or maybe you've taken a look at your expenses and you're just not willing to cut out the extras like your yearly family vacation or Taco Tuesdays with friends, which, by the way, I'm not sure when we decided that that is a bad thing. I actually love when I'm working with someone in the overflow program and they are firm in the things that they want to prioritize because at the end of the day, we're building a wealthy life, which is so much more than a dollar amount in your bank account, right? So maybe you've decided that those expenses are important to you for this season and increasing your income is not an option for whatever reason. In these cases, what you want to do is adjust your expectations so that you're not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole here. There's not much that's more frustrating than when you are working on money goals and it feels like it's just not working when really you just don't have the numbers and unless you're willing to change the numbers, it would serve you much better to simply push back the date so that you can still achieve the goal just on a different timeline. So back to my debt-free by 40 goal and what I hope you take away from this. Declaring this goal was really scary for me because even with the income I see coming in, it's still a stretch. You know, I'm putting my faith in the fact that the income will continue increasing at the pace that it has been. But I know that putting myself out there makes a huge difference for accountability. So I'm willing to potentially fall on my face in front of an audience knowing that I will be way more likely to stay the course, right? So here's where you come in. What is your big, scary, audacious goal? Do you want to be debt-free this year? Do you want to pay off your student loans? Do you want to start a business? 
Maybe you want to grow a business that you have to a certain revenue level. Go ahead and declare whatever it is. Declare it out loud right now. Whatever it is, I want you to look at your numbers to see if the math lines up. And if it doesn't, I want you to choose one of those two adjustments that we talked about. Either adjust your numbers or adjust your expectations. Now, if you get through that and you have the numbers, either because you already did have the numbers or because you're willing to adjust your numbers, right now, you guys, pick a date, okay? Pick a date. Do not pass go. Do not wait and see how it goes first. No, I want you to declare this as your priority right now because when was the last time that you did anything great without having to throw your heart over the line, without having to put yourself out there? I'm thinking of my oldest daughter as I'm saying this. She landed the lead role in her school musical of Beauty and the Beast, so she's Belle. And she is so talented, just I'm so proud of her. But she has this solo um, that is in the play, and it has these really high notes. And sister is an alto, okay? She is not a soprano that can sing those high notes very naturally. So this is going to be a stretch for her. And honestly, as her mom, I instantly went to, oh no, (laughs) what if she completely falls on her face on a stage in front of the whole school? But you know, I'm taking her lead on this. She has not expressed any concern. She's practicing and she's pushing ahead. And I'm actually learning a thing or two from her. She made that decision that she was going to do this. She's putting herself out there and she's forging ahead. So I will leave you with that. Make the decision, put yourself out there and forge ahead. I hope that this encouraged you today. I also hope that if you have been a listener for a while and you haven't already done this, would you just take 30 seconds before you go on with your busy day and leave a rating and a written review? It's super easy to do and it really makes all the difference in how often this show gets pushed out to people searching for all the things that we talk about here. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you just go to the homepage of the Money Mindful Mom Show and scroll down. You will see towards the bottom in tiny purple writing where it says write a review. And if you don't have an iPhone, you can certainly leave a review wherever you're listening from. I'm grateful for it all. It's so helpful. So I just thank you for that. All right. So see you back here next time. Be blessed. Have a great week. And I hope that you will go take some bold action today. If this podcast episode encouraged you, would you take just two minutes to rate and review the show? It really is the best way that you can say thank you. And while you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram. Tag me in it because I would love to hear from you. It really is the best way that we can get the word out to other moms who could use some encouragement. I will see you back here real soon. Be blessed and have a powerful day.